Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uncle G. How you doing this morning? Morning, what we gonna Morning, talking George. about? Tell that. What is y'all so happy about? I mean, you walking through here grinning? You just grinning, grinning like 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 you, like you're a new man or something? Nah, Rashad's a new new man. He got some cutting last night. Shut up. Mm-mm. You got some booty in this house last night? Mm-mm. I told you I don't want no company in my house. Mm. I told you that I don't want none of them little fast girls in my house. Mm-hmm. No females in this house. That's the rule. There's a one bowl rule in effect. <laughs> okay, George. <clears throat> one bowl. What is with you? I ain't gonna lie. I got some cutting last night. It makes Stop a difference. Lying. You ain't got no cutty. I've heard. But your little scrawny ass. If anybody gets some cutty, this house supposed to be me, okay? I get the booty around here. I get the drawers. I get the booty. I get the trim. I'm the one supposed to be getting cutty in this house because I'm a grown ass man. I'm supposed to get the cutty. Not y'all. You understand what I'm saying? Uncle Joe, me. Well, I guess we see who didn't get the cutty last night, huh? The cutty. Dialogue from the movie ATL. It came out about around 06, 07, somewhere in there. 06. 06, yeah. Go T.I. <laughs> you have to be quiet during the theme song. Okay, I'll try. Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna talk because I ain't got better to do and i don't know no better because i don't have no home training listening comprehension that's what that is so yeah spell it don't get me into a spelling off with you i can spell very well so hey greetings everyone welcome back to the paid in full podcast i am mia your fearless leader along with my husband jp over here in the cut, doing our uh, producing and mm, creation of the episode itself with all the computers and uh, machinery we have around us. So, you're going to greet the people here? Hi. (laughs) JP has fans, so I wanted him to know this on, uh, on live, while we're live, that... His male counterparts are listening to him, and you have a lot of guys who are like, go JP. They are on your side, especially after that, um, our episode about how you waited so long to um, to wait until I was ready to dip into our intimacy life. So mm-hmm. you've got some you got some fans, which is a good thing. Uh, that's pressure I didn't necessarily want but okay. <laughs> no but i mean you're relatable and what we're talking about is reaching our audience which is the props to us i guess you know we got baby little baby flowers the tiny flower in the crack we'll take the little flower so yeah no pressure yes. we're just going to continue to 
try to give out great content and have fun while we're doing it. So yes, shout out to all my Americans. <laughs> Hello, Americans. <laughs> as and well as a uh, black people, um, African Americans are Americans as well. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. Um, so hello, all Americans. <laughs> races, races, races. Oh, I don't know who, what you're talking about. So uh, this is episode 21 for us. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later what I'm talking about. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So JP's got some tea, offline tea. Um, so we are here today to have a little bit of fun. We were off for um, about a week, a week and a half. We went on a tiny uh, family vacation to Kentucky, mm. which sounds like it's like y'all ain't going over. That's not a real vacation. But look, look at here, here. If there is any time where we can just get away from our normal day to day, even if it's just to another state, because essentially we met our uh, my sister in law and um, my um, niece. We met them halfway because they're in Illinois. So we were like, hey, we meet y'all halfway and. Have some fun. So that's what we did uh, on our week off. Just take the kids out of what they know, um, their day-to-day. Give us a little break from the mundanity of, of the day-to-day. So It wasn't a break. Um, we got to, we just going to have to bite the bullet <laughs> and either leave them back or we're going to have to pay for that extra hotel room because <laughs> the cold, the cold hab- habitation mm-hmm. that's going on mm-hmm. is not going to cut it. Because by the, the end, of, end of the trip, we got on their nerves. Mm-hmm. They got on our and nerves. And they got on ours. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get to the point of fighting. So mm-hmm. it, and, and it's even. You know, we have a, a boy and a girl. So it's just. Yeah, the Peyton kids are going to have to get some jobs so that they can. <laughs> have their them, own hotel get room. Get some hotels.com <laughs> benefits. <laughs> they, they, yeah, it, it was it was done. I had a, um, another friend who talked about adjoining rooms. She said she's at that point with her and her husband, too. So one of my uh, Kankakean friends, hey, she said is at that point, too. And their children are about the same age as ours. And they just, you know, they they just some natural cock blockers for real. Like, we can't even just sit there without them being like, Mommy, Daddy, what are you doing? Yeah, cause We're going, literally just sitting here. Yeah, because going back, I ain't going to lie. I didn't get no cutty last night. <laughs> See, I cannot. Is the children? I just, got I got none of the booty because the children are just awake at four fifty four in the morning because was, their brains Uncle, are on Eastern Uncle time. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, we're we're gonna plan our own little. Yeah, we're gonna get up out of here just for a little bit and be grown. Go be grown by ourselves. So, um, and as they get older, we'll be able to do that a lot more and just be able to just leave them here. So that's what we're gonna do. That '90s, a good '80s '90s parenting. So hey. It's all good. Hello. We did get to go away a little bit, so you know, no no snow for us in in Kentucky, which was slightly disappointing, but probably just for me and the kids, not for JP. So he's sick of sun, I mean, sick of snow for the rest of his life, probably sick of sun, sun. <laughs> Word up, kid. Sun. So so yeah. So let's have a little bit of fun today. Here's what we're gonna be talking about, y'all, and we're gonna put up a lot of like little warnings. About this topic. Um, so we watch a lot of movies. We like movies. We're, we're movie connoisseurs in a way. Uh, particularly movies that feature um, African-American leads. Since 
in all honesty, just recently, we've gotten a huge influx of the movies that producers think speak to us. And so we're going to have a little bit of um, analysis in terms of how these relationships look or how happy relationships look in black cinema. And this is not to um, send any of my friends who have never seen any of the movies we're going to talk about. It doesn't doesn't mean that you're going to be kind of outside the loop. We'll give you a little bit of a synopsis of the movie um, that we're talking about and then um, sort of break down how the relationship is depicted in the movie and then uh, sort of break down as to the realism of it and why did it happen this way and, and you know, that kind of thing and whether or not it should have gone down. And if we were to give it an alternate ending, what should have happened and what do we think would have happened once the movie ended? So we're going to just break down a little bit of movie, a um, little bit of movie watching. There is a huge spoiler alert, of course, on this. Now we're going to be talking about mostly movies that came out in the 2000s. So I know they are probably had most of them are older than me, but I mean, that doesn't mean that you've never seen it. Like I saw Love Jones for the first time, like last year, it was literally 2019, 2020 before I actually had seen the movie top to bottom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you always hear a movie, but you never think about the fact that you have never seen it. So, Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little bit of movie deep diving. Um, and maybe we'll turn on some of our listeners to some new movies. So um, we've looked through um, various lists of some of the most popular movies. So we're going to stick to popular. Some of the more recent movies that have come out in the genre, um, Beale Street, Queen and Slim, those types of movies. We're not going to analyze because there has not been a whole lot of um, reaction in terms of of long-term impact on the culture with those movies. So I'm just going to, they're going to be a little bit of outlier right now. We're just going to stick specifically to popular movies that a lot of people have seen. Um, And we, I guess one movie that a lot of people may not have seen, but we're going to still kind of go through that one too. And we're going to talk about the relationship on screen between the love interests who just so happen to be black people, black people. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, you want me to start it up? You're going to have to, because I, I did my zone out thing. Oh, my God. I need I you heard, to listen. I heard <clears throat> okay. 79.34% of what you said. So 79%. percent That's probably pretty good. It is. Okay. So, um, let me give a little bit of a uh, sort of a background on what I'm thinking and why I chose the movies I chose or why we chose them. Um, what is going to happen is I have two movies that I chose to talk about and JP has two movies. And so what we wanted to focus in on was the depiction of black love on screen, right? Black love being, you know, kind of widespread. Um, so my big question was, is about, um, particularly African Americans in our country, We have a collective grief. We have a collective shared trauma in terms of racism and surviving day to day in our skin. Um, And what's happened with black cinema, even within the romance genre, is that that trauma is seen on screen and is sort of in the way 
of the character's ultimate happinesses. And so my big question is, does our trauma need to always or is our trauma um, getting in the way of our ultimate happiness in a relationship? And so I want to sort of look at that big, big question. It's a really deep question because I don't want to get into like systemic racism and all of that. I just want to talk about why these characters did what they did. But it shows up in a certain kind of way that we don't see in mainstream cinema. And I wanted us to kind of look at that when we look at our movies. <sighs> Deep breath. Here we go. Does that make sense? JP's just like, Mia, here she go. Being academic. <laughs> so, here we go. First movie. So, I want to get a little bit into, let's get into The Best Man. Um, Pretty frequently heralded as one of the best, and quote unquote best, Black movies is this out there for several the, movie this lists? Best, is this a combination of both? I'm going to focus on the first one. The first. I'm going to do Best Man from '99, from 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, best Man it stars uh, it has an ensemble cast, which means that there are several very popular Black people, um, Black actors and actresses featured, um, which is why it's it's you know one of the the better ones that um, people love to watch and talk about. Uh, Tay Diggs, Sanaa Lathan, Morris Chestnut, Monica Calhoun. Um, what's Q's name in person, real person. Terrence Howard. There you go, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, man. Um, my buddy with the locks that I can't think of what his real name is right now. Um, y'all, you know, help me out with that one. And um, there's several other people in the movie. So actors and actresses who we know now who have gone on to do more movies and do more big things. And so the premise of The Best Man, in case you have never seen it, hey, welcome. Um, it's about a um, a writer named Harper Stewart, which is like one of the best writer names. That's probably a really solid writer name. Harper Stewart, who is um, meeting his best friend and um, his best friend is getting married. His best friend happens to be a, um, a running back for the New York Giants, whose name is Lance Sullivan, who's played by Morris Chestnut. And it's his wedding Ricky! weekend. I know. <laughs> Ricky. Ricky in the movie, y'all. He didn't came up. Um, and so his uh, Harper is the best man. And so he has this big wedding weekend with friends who hadn't seen in a while, like a long while. And so Harper has published, it is look actively published, a novel based on all of the indiscretions that he and his friends got into when they were slightly younger. He's He didn't even try to fictionalize it. I'll, I'll come right back to that, though. But it's almost like an autobiography of all of the things that he got into trouble with. And it's some secrets within the book that are revealed that will um, ultimately, you know, impact the wedding weekend for his friends. So, so yeah. Um, the characters who I want to focus on first, because it's two sets of them, is Harper Stewart, who's the main character, and his girlfriend, Robin, who's played by Sanaa Lathan. And then we got um, Lance on, you know, Lance getting married to Mia, who is um, Morris Chestnut and Monica Calhoun characters. So the main thing with Harper and Robin's relationship, in case, again, you haven't seen it, is that Harper is very casual 
about how he feels about Robin. They made it a point in the movie to keep repeating that this is the longest relationship you've ever been in. You're having so much fun. Where are we going? So she kept questioning him as to whether or not the year, one year, mind you, the year that they have been together means that they're supposed to be together ultimately forever. One year. All right. I don't know if that's enough time, but okay. And so he is very um, anti um, commitment in a way. And so each time they have those conversations or the, the one or two we see on screen, he kind of walks away or he kind of uh, ignores a little bit of the pushing him back into the wall. And so, of course, Robin's character is uh, annoyed by it and feels as if she gets when she gets outside of this um, wedding weekend, you know, thing that that would be the point where they can actually sit and talk about it. So so my main issue and I want to say issue and not not in terms of, oh, I hate this. But the thing that pops up in my head when I'm looking at this is why the characters are only together for a year and I'm guessing giving their ages, I'm guessing that the a year is supposed to be the amount of time where you're supposed to know that you're supposed to be with somebody forever. And a year is only 365 days. <laughs> and she's a live-in girlfriend. I think it was longer than a year. Was it a year? Was it two? It wasn't very long, didn't they bring up because she kept like changing careers? Yeah, but I thought she did it over a year. Oh, that's a red flag. <laughs> that and that's that thing they put it in the movie on purpose was that she was like a a chef and she was like a teacher and then she was like a a lot of different things. a lot of different I, jobs. I think they were together for longer than a year. Okay, so y'all will have to check with me because I'm thinking it's a year maximum of two. I don't think it was very long because they said it in the movie, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Because um, she became a chef. She became a chef, and that's where we meet her. Yes. Um. So, so that was one thing about it. Um, Harper is super problematic within the movie because he does go off to New York, has this weekend, and he comes up on Jordan, Nia Long, which is one person I did not name at the beginning. God knows I need to name Nia Long because she's gorgeous. Okay, she's on my list. Um, Nia, not Nia, Jordan. Jordan is the one that got away. The quote unquote one that got away. She's very uh, successful. She got money. She's very pretty. And so, of course, Harper is still holding on to these feelings of, you know, she's the one I could have been with. How do you not sleep with 99 Nia Long? 99 Nia Long. And in this movie, she has short hair, which she hadn't had like in previous movies. So she was like fly with her short hair. So um, and they, you know, they show a scene. It's like a flashback scene where they had kissed but i don't know that record starts scratching and, and it I, stopped I, can, I can't sing as mm-hmm. stevie wonder ever again i know I always, because i always because of that skip always do the skip <laughs> i think a lot of us do the skip oh all right keep going stay on track man i'm trying stay focused so harper harper <laughs> don't talk about me All right, so Harper is now in a very intimate setting for a wedding weekend, you know, huge wedding to a very, you know, to a celebrity. 
and is basically stuck with having to work with this one who got away. Meanwhile, Robin hadn't even gotten to the city yet. She doesn't even arrive until like the Saturday of the wedding. So this man is now in this situation where his one that got away is in his face all day, every day. And she's single and she's ready to like take their relationship to a different place, even though she know that he's in a relationship because she repeats it over and over. I know you got your girl and everything, but I think this is our time. Harper, instead of just running for the heels, like a decent man who is supposedly in a committed relationship would do, he entertains it. And that is that makes him a super problematic character. So instead of telling her, I'm good, I'm happy, we don't need to do this, you got to just like play your place. It is what it is. He isn't in his mind going through planning to have this rendezvous with Jordan. And it's making him like a trash individual. Like it makes Harper more trash than I don't know that looking back on it now, you know, is different 2021 looking at 2022 looking at it. But we didn't notice how trash he was back in 99 for doing what he did. And so that reflects on his relationship with Robin, right? Because it's like. You're only as committed as your options. You're only as committed as. Explain that a little bit for me. You're only as committed as your options. Yeah. If you. If you um, are not fully invested into the relationship mm-hmm. and something comes along that's potentially better. Then like you have to have you have to have that foundation of that even though she's there, I still know what I have back home. Mm-hmm. So if it's not solid where he is, of course, because he probably more than likely have che- has cheated before. That's how it came across. Like this wasn't a major thing. He didn't even think twice by, you know, planning to go out with, with Jordan. She was like, you coming over? And he was like, yeah. And that was before he got drunk. So it was a. It was a given for him to go in and plan to cheat on his so-called girlfriend of one or two years. So and so I'm thinking about that relationship and whether or not it was. Well, of course, we know it wasn't healthy, but why? Because everybody, like everybody at the bachelor party knew what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they were all like dabbing him up. Well, nobody like, hey, don't you have a girl? She ain't he was like they were like she ain't here so oh he got some trash friends too <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like oh my god his friends are trash too nobody was like hey man maybe you shouldn't because your girl coming in town you can give her something <laughs> like, but no uh, hmm. mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think about um, Harper's trauma and why it compelled him to do what he did and we see this a lot in movies where you got your friends who are kind of dabbing you up and they're like celebrating um what is it when you're not like with one person it's monogamy is one person polygamy they're like dabbing up the idea that you're the man and you should be able to have whatever woman you want to have and that's what that feels like um to me of course this is a strictly opinion based y'all Mm-hmm. And that it's okay for a black man to cheat on his wife or to cheat on his girlfriend because she's not there, like out of sight, out of mind. So it's a it's deeper. It's a deep read of it. But that's the that's the messaging that's sent across is that just because Robin wasn't in town, that it was okay for him to 
do what he did. And then he made a whole mess because then, of course, the book became a thing and they started putting pieces together. And his best friend found out that, you know, I know I'm running. (laughs) But, yeah, it became a whole thing. So we're going to get into that. Because, of course, Lance and Mia, their whole message was your spouse may have, I guess, skeletons, but... You have to look at them for who they are and not necessarily what you want them to be. So that's a whole nother conversation that Ellis so. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, Harper Stewart. Um, do we need to see that? Cause I'm thinking about like the realism of the drama. It got really dramatic. Do we is it like overly dramatic of what happened in that movie? Because I think that what happened makes it a good movie, like to us. But does it have to be overly dramatic to be a good movie? When you find out that your man's a hater. <laughs> Wait, who? Who are we talking about? Who's a hater? Harper slept with his girl. Yeah, doesn't make him a hater. Or yeah, just, because he he, he just... snuck in there because he if 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 you're gonna yeah. be part of the crime, you have to you have to follow through. Mm. You can't you can't have all this knowledge and then use it to your advantage mm-hmm. to get what you want. Yeah, even though she came on to him. Like, supposedly, Mia came on to him. Like, that was the story, was that Mia was mad. But it was told from Harper's point of view, too. So, because he was like, Mia was angry about Lance having yeah, cheated she, on she, her. And she, she bogus, too, but I yeah. mean, you, you still don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that. And hmm. then you just keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. For... However many number of years it's been. It's been like years. Like 10 years. Yeah, it's been years. Mm. And then, no, it, and then like, he... Like eight years or something like that. And then he wrote a book. He wrote it in a book, dude. That's what makes it even crazier. Again, he didn't fictionalize any of this. Like, all he did was change their names. And he wrote his life in a book. Like, you might as well just made a memoir. He probably would have made more money. But, of course, this was an Oprah selection. So, of course, he got some, he got some change from Oprah. Um, quote unquote, you know, right? So, but yeah, and then he put it out there, which is some like some purging that I've never seen before. I've never seen a person put there. Nope, I lie. I've seen it before, but <laughs> it's probably a bad idea to put your skeletons like in a book. So, especially when you're getting ready to go see all the people who are in the book. And then they started matching themselves up immediately. Like Q was talking about, you know, the reason that my dad won't there ain't the reason why I be treating these hoes the way I treat them. <laughs> and everybody's like, um, yeah, it is. So, mm-hmm, you know, so that's that. So, yeah, so everybody thinks, you know, we a lot of people believe that The Best Man is one of the better black movies that we have that depict, you know, solid relationships, not necessarily healthy, but it's a movie that, you know, it, it kind of was the turning point for a lot of the movies that we see now, um, even though Harper's character was incredibly flawed um, because still at the end, he proposed to her with no ring. And I'm like, excuse me. And she said yes, very quickly. What? Even though a second ago, like literally two days ago, you weren't even sure you wanted to be with me. And now you're proposing to me in front of all these people. I don't know. And it's supposed to be okay. That's tacky too. That was tacky as all get out. You don't propose at somebody else's wedding. <laughs> Please don't do that, y'all. That's <laughs> awful. And now you you know you're not even ready. You just saying it. It's just words at that point. Because it's 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 not about you. Mm-mm. He made it about him because he wanted to show um, Jordan that he had moved on without her, even though just the night before 
he was getting ready to sleep with her. It was tight. All this stuff happened in three That's days. That's what he was trying to do? I think he, well, well, Jordan was there at the, at the reception. And then you got Robin. Robin was like pissed off or whatever because she found out that he was getting ready to cheat on her. So why say yes to his proposal if you know yesterday he was just planning to cheat on you, girl? And you know this. So it is not the relationship, the love relationship in this movie is not healthy <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so realistically, uh, it probably leaves somewhat some to be desired, but realism and healthy relationship, it is not. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, let's go to another movie. <laughs> JP knows I am long winded So you gotta give me the JP gave me the wrap it up sign We have a wrap it up sign Because I am I know I gotta I get long winded y'all So I'm working on that As a person But your voice sounds so lovely well, You most definitely have a voice For radio You sound so lovely As much as I'm talking Everybody falling asleep Everybody snoring Let's go to another one Let's see You started off And I wanna I'm gonna interject but not as much. <laughs> I'm gonna give my voice a break. I gonna be pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That is fine. And now for a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we insert our uh, sponsors. Hello. Oh man, let me see which one I want. Where we gonna go? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna take it back to 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, the clip that I played earlier was from the movie ATL. Um, starring T.I. Lauren London as Rashad Swan and Eric Nunu Garnett. Her name was Aaron. Her it? name was Aaron. I thought you said Eric. I was say, what an Aaron? Aaron. Aaron Nunu. Oh, Garnett. That's right. Because her dad was, okay, was Mr. Garnett. All right. Yes, ma'am. Never thought about so her that's, that's, that's the relationship I want to do it. I want to get into. Okay. Because I want to know how you feel because mm-hmm. I have a completely... <laughs> <laughs> Gave him the wide eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so how do I feel about their relationship? Relationship. Okay, so my my this brain is going back into teenage. I know. Teenage me is mindset. Let's I go. know, because I'm my my first thought was they were seventeen. They were supposedly seventeen, of course. The actors were in their twenties, but we talking about seventeen year old kids in high school. I honestly think they were closer to nineteen, twenty T I because Teddy was twenty one. Yeah. Teddy was old as hell. <laughs> high school. <laughs> Teddy was still in high school. He was 21. I'm 21 years old. Yeah. So, but I mean like so the I'm actors pretty, themselves. I'm, yeah, I know. But I'm pretty sure that um, yeah. they got held back. They weren't, oh. they weren't the brightest. Mm. T.I. could draw, but he had some issues. <laughs> he got held back. Um, okay. So, I'm trying to think of what we see on screen. So, we see... T.I., who to me was a slightly a little too mature in that movie, like he was like extra cool, um, which 17 year old guys are not that extra cool about it. Like he was like he knew that the little black, the little black and Asian chick was like after him. And he was like, man, your mama always, you know, gone or whatever. So I feel like that's not necessarily something that. Because they weren't nece- they weren't necessarily in like a full fledged. It was still mm-hmm. in the early courting phases. Yeah, they were they, early. They early. were kind of like in different settings, and they see each other and like, mm-hmm. what's up, shorty? And all yeah, that stuff. yeah, and 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 he knew that Nunu liked him, mm-hmm. but of course he didn't know enough about her, which you know 
roll eyes and sir i roll later we'll talk about that in a second about why he got so mad um but their relationship i think was probably a lot more realistic if i'm comparing it to the best man honestly um and not to say you know I've, we've lived in atlanta now for atlanta area for I, i've been here 20 is i have i hit 20 21 years somewhere in there almost 20 years 2002 20 years man wow it's my 20th anniversary in august all right so i've been here 20 years man um thank you sir <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so i think theirs because they were you know they in high school and so they were trying to like like each other and try to build something but still be cool with their friends which is like what happens when you're in high school like you got a boy you like and her friends were teasing her you know you like Rashad that's what it is right her friends and his guy friends were like hey new new they were like teasing and that's what kids do because I see it now in middle school that you know they know you like each other and so they enabled their relationship because, of course, they were at the party, at, you know, Big Booty Judy house. And, you know, they will, you know, they let them go and be cool. And so she got a ride with, you know, Rashad home and everybody was cool about it. And so it wasn't it didn't really get a chance to develop because at, towards the end of the movie, we just see them like hug like, hey, everything's cool. We back together. But it, you never see it like advance. You just see her go to college. And he's writing at somebody's comic, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's office. So you don't really see their relationship move, which I'm wondering, you know how they had that ATL2 thing out? Oh, that, Is that real? That, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's real. All right. Summary, summary, of, summary of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not realistic. Um, you don't think so? Hell no. Okay, go. I'm, I'm listening. I want to hear. Because I, hear. I say I get, I get with you. Uh-huh. Okay, and we seventeen. We hell, we tw- we we twenty four and twenty. Okay, <laughs> okay, and we cool. And you and what you're hiding from me mm-hmm. is that you're rich. <laughs> you think I'm for the? You think I'm for the go somewhere? No, <laughs> that's that's a and you and you cute. I'm gonna get in my feelings and snatch chains and shit off your neck. <laughs> Because you're rich, that's that's what you're hiding. He got so sensitive. Oh my god, it was so for the fighters friends. So the deeper issue is, it would have to be a prequel. I I Mm -hmm. know he lost his parents and stuff, but there's a lot more that you can be mad about than than the girl. Then the girl got money. Man, I have so many grills and fake Air Force Ones. (laughs) She could have bought him a whole like whatever he wanted. She could she could get. He could oh. be hanging at the Garnett's house every day with the pool oh, and, the, and the tennis and, court. And 19, 18, 19, 20-year-old Johnny. Oh, my gosh. She, she, <laughs> she would have been for She would have broke up you with You saw me. that she had her friends. They had the Gucci stuff. And her, they, then their mama found the Gucci stuff in the washer. <laughs> she was buying them Gucci stuff and pretending like they were stealing it from the mall. So she, she bought them Gucci. she stay up and sugar loaf where the hell she stayed. Sandy stay Springs. It's supposed to be Sandy Springs. Dude. I don't know why. He had such a problem with it. It can't hit his idea or what it what came across in the movie. His dialogue was that she won't real that she was lying. She was pretending to be somebody else. I would get, but she was pretending. Your dad is what he was like the head of uh, whatever that company was. American Airlines, basically. Yeah, yeah. 
don't know, y'all. Somebody please break it down for me because I understand that he was, he's all about, this is where I'm from. I'm proud of being from Mechanicsville. This is who I am. And in comes this girl. And then I think he was embarrassed because I think he was like, oh, she with me because she feel bad for me. Her dad pulled up in a Maybach. With the curtain in the back. (laughs) At at Cascade. If if it was like another boyfriend or something that pulled up at the skating ring, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Um, you were born. A, you were born a boy. That could that's potentially a major, be a problem. A major problem, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, you, you but you got money. money, and she came from money. Yeah, they got a Picasso in their house. Yeah, <laughs> and then he got mad at his best friend because, of course, he put it together like, "Hey, that's the same house from the Garnets that that you know that Nunu was driving or whatever," and he knew his best friend, you know, that was there. So then he got mad at him. For knowing that she came from money. Dude, that ain't none of my business. I I wish you was Big Daddy Kane's daughter. (laughs) Yeah, he he was really upset. And I'm I'm just, I'm trying to go from a point of view where he felt embarrassed. Because maybe he felt like she was doing him some type of charity by being with him. Even though that's a stretch. That's a stretch in itself. Because clearly she liked him enough. People who have never been to Atlanta, can I please tell y'all where Sandy Springs is and where Cascade is? It's like a 35, 45 minute drive, first off, without traffic. She had to park her car at Sandy Springs, whatever area, Marta Station, get on the Marta train to probably downtown Five Points area, and then get on a bus to get to Cascade. This chick is the most... She is dedicated. That is some dedication coming from a woman, me, who used to drive 45 minutes to see my boyfriend. Okay, but I didn't get on the motor train and get on the bus. Do you know how slow a bus is? So this chick had to leave her house. If she was trying to meet him at four o'clock, she had to leave her house at like one thirty to get all the way down there. I so, wish she was lying to me. <laughs> where is my money? <laughs> Save me. I only got $20 a damn day. I know, you right? took eight of them. <laughs> I did. And, and you put some in my gas tank. Yep. So, yeah. So that, in terms of me asking you, is that realistic? I meant just the, not his reaction to her, but realistic in terms of them being kids and acting like kids. Because I think his reaction was probably come from a child point of view. Like he was a kid who was like, hey, I'm from the hood and I want a hood chick. And that's all I want. I want no fake rich girl. So I think maybe he thought about it later. I think you're right about the prequel thing. I think we do need a prequel to find out really what that's about. Because that is such a bizarre reaction. But and still, we still love ATL. <laughs> we still be skating in our minds when the music come on. So, so who, who was the star of the movie? Who was the star of the movie? Mm-hmm. Do you mean like? Who was the best? Who was the best character? Who was the best character? Who stood out to you? <sighs> I do like Rashad. Like I like Ti's character, Rashad. Even though again, he's too cool to be seventeen. But I was just like, he's just a mature seventeen. Um, of course, we like Teddy because he's a very realistic friend. We all got that friend who failed, you know, a grade level. So he's slightly older than everybody. But nobody ever asked him how old he was. Because I think, um, what's his best friend name? The one that worked at the country club. T.I.'s best friend. Esquire. Esquire was like, hey, how old is he? Because nobody really knew. They just <laughs> knew that he just failed a couple years and he just so happened to just hang out. 
Esquire, I love him as a best friend character. He's like the perfect best friend character to to him. Esquire won about their life. Esquire was like, I'm going to get up out of here. Esquire was like, I don't know why you so, you know, into the hood, but I'm not. I'm working at the country club. I'm trying to get in good with this with Mr. Garnett and come up out of here. So I don't know why, why Rashad was so. But I don't know. I like them. I don't think New 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 was just a side character. So mm-hmm. yeah. Who do you think? What are you thinking? I wish he had a a, 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 a separate series or something. But the, mm-hmm. the dude, big boy, played the drug dealer. Oh, <laughs> what was his name big in the boy. movie? Big yeah, we just gonna call great, him Big man. Boy. Hey, he was really good. Marcus. His name was Marcus in the movie. Yeah. Did they have a say? No, they, they don't think they say a drug dealer's name <laughs> like the real name. But he had a name. Yeah, he his, was, his name was Marcus. Wow. Yeah. And and I think I, I read an interview with Big Boy and they was asking him, how did he get prepared for the role? Because he was really convincing. And he was like, man, you know, where I live at. <laughs> he was like, ATL, there's trap houses all over the place. He said, all I had to do was just look to what I knew growing up, growing up. He was like, I was born and raised, you know, I was in Florida and in Georgia. There's trap houses everywhere. He said, it won't that hard to pretend like to act it out. He said, just be who what you see. And I was like, yeah, he was convincing us all. Get out. Yeah. So in summary, I I don't think necessarily. They they probably didn't work out. No, I don't think it worked out. Because once she probably got to college and stuff. Mm -hmm. She met They probably didn't work out. So probably, they probably didn't last probably no longer than her. Six months. Sophomore year. I'll give them six months. I went to, I went to college with a boyfriend. Ah. Uh Uh-huh. And it don't because I mean, and then you just and then it was it was cool. We were like, "Hey, we tried," but it, it is what it is. I'm I'm five hundred miles away, so but it was it was completely like platonic. So, but yeah, shout out to ATL. It's, it is one of the movies that I watch every time that it comes on TV. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I do too. So we like that. Back to Mia. <laughs> Here comes a dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna shorten mine down. Oh, mine's is going to be pretty straightforward. Um, love and basketball. <laughs> really? Um, love and basketball to my to my my good people. Um, talking about you know back to why do I have unhealthy relationships? Wow, all well, maybe, of them are honestly. Yeah, but you know, love and basketball. We got one real trauma in there that was never addressed. That we pay. That is real, like dead in your face trauma. Get to it. Um, Get okay, to it. so love and basketball. We got Omar Epps and Sanaa Lathan. Of course, it's another Sanaa movie. I pretty much have love Sanaa Lathan. Now, boy, the yeah. words come out um, fast. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So anyway, <laughs> you know, um, me. movie synopsis. Essentially, we have two kids who grow up together. They play basketball together. You know, they go to the same college. They decide to he, he takes her virginity basically. Uh, what is his name in the movie Lord I'm blanking Quincy McCall Quincy McCall um, He you know They decide to give it a try in college He breaks up with her He ends up trying to get drafted into the NBA She goes off to play in another country I think it's Spain Barcelona um, And the entire life Thank you baby You're just filling it in Entire It's a big circular movie So you see them as they get older And her still pining Over this little Negro These little ashy kneecaps um later on in life and so what you see is Quincy has all these random rendezvous with different women but you see um Monica Monica Monica. Monica's character she never is with anybody else all she's thought about is her life 
Spalding is the basketball. All she's thought about is her life with Quincy. And so you get this really sharp juxtaposition, which is one of those big, like, GRE words, sorry. This really sharp opposition where you see Quincy is allowed to be the man home. And Monica just has to wait her entire life for him to get his life together, for them to actually start to have a life. Is that a her problem or a him problem? That is a her problem. But in in the grand scheme of the, of the screen, like cinema wise, it's it's seen as one of the best love movies that we have. And it is not a love movie. <laughs> Quincy McCall Toxic. is a hoe. Toxic. Problematic. <laughs> he, was, he was a hoe literally until the last 45 seconds of the movie where you see that they had a baby. And we can't even guess. He probably won't even like good to her then. Like she just happened to get pregnant and they had a baby. There was no wedding, so we can't even say that he was actually a an upstanding gentleman by the end of the movie because it's supposed to be like, oh, look, they got a baby. They got a family. They got together. She had her name. You know, her name was hyphenated with his name on the back. That don't mean that he was that he became a better person. He still wasn't talking to his dad, his mom. Yep. Um, started moved um, on with Eric Benet. Started babysitting um, <laughs> James St. Patrick's. <laughs> Jay St. Patrick's daughter for like four seasons. So, <laughs> see, I cannot with you connect in these movies. Yeah, this James St. Patrick, the James St. Patrick mom in law. And she just held on to that one little girl for like four seasons. And the baby never grew up. She just with grandma the whole time. Anywho, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't even. Trauma. So, my big question, I'm coming back to my big question was. Does our trauma get in the way of our happiness? And so it's a him and a her problem because when he allowed himself to be bothered by his dad's indiscretions against his mom, he became a totally different person. Like he skirted off the cliff and just crashed and burned. And he his life was never the same. Like he just got... He left college early, too early, without having all of his foundational skills to go to the NBA. Got, you know, bounce, they said he bounced around a different, you know, the different teams. It was trash. And then he got it hurt. He was a five foot eight shooting guard. <laughs> it wasn't going to work out. But in his brain, he was going to the NBA because he thought he could chase away the legacy that his dad had for him because he was really big on this is what my dad taught me. Um, I'm better than this. You know, my dad is a good guy. And then when he found out his dad wasn't a good guy, he used that as an excuse to be a fuck boy. The, the rest of the that's movie. That's a cuss word. That, the rest of the movie, that's what he did, though. I We're going to start a little jar up here where you got to put in a dollar or <laughs> but something. Back, no, but seriously, cuss. there's no other way to describe him. That's how he was. And that's before we had the term. And that's, he is a textbook like example of that. Mm-hmm. And so he allowed that... His father's past and his dad's way of living to dictate the rest of his life, even gotten into the into the way of him choosing to be with, you know, Tyra Banks stewardess, basically, which is a whole nother storyline. We didn't even need that. Honestly, he didn't have to have a fiance and getting married in two weeks at the end. They, they, they could have left that out like he could have just still been like a fuck boy and. Still trying to run away from Monica because that's what he was doing essentially. They missed a good opportunity. What you think? He was playing basketball in slow motion mm-hmm. to that song. Mm-hmm. Your favorite like they, song? They they could have they should have been in the rain. <laughs> 
Okay. That would have just happened. Why did me. I just think of? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you got served. Yes, did the dance the montage. The dancing in the slow motion. They should have played in the rain. That would have added so much to it. When we face to face. All right. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> in the rain. See? He's, they missed the opportunity. I need to, to be the only to one. And put the drama. Track. You have to stay on that, track. Stay on track. That whole yeah. scene, though, like, did they really need to play the game for him to decide that he wanted to try to give it a try with her? Yeah. No, they didn't yes. need to do that. Because here's the thing. <laughs> when did that come out? That was almost around the time when Best Man came out. It was right in there because I remember being in the movie theater seeing it. And he was like, when he said double or nothing, half of us didn't know what that meant. So we was like, is that good? Is that good? I heard girls in front of me like, is that a good thing? What's double or nothing mean? <laughs> so <laughs> we were like, wait. Is he like surrendering or is he? And then they hug and it was like, yay. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so they got together. And yeah, they got together. They got back together and they lived off her 35,000 <laughs> 35, a year. Her WNBA salary. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is a major problem, y'all. Y'all, please pay these women. Pay them. Please pay them. This is horrible. She can she can less than me. <laughs> she making seventeen dollars an hour. Shut up. <laughs> you, what? you say, see, I, he keeps saying it. I'm not saying it. Uh, so, anywho, moving on. <laughs> I'm, I, and then, of course, again, you know, you know, fuck boy tendency. He still had a whole fiance. So even after they played this game, he still had to tell Tyra Banks Stewart is that he didn't want to be with her. And it was two weeks out from their wedding, dude. Can you imagine how Tyra Banks Stewart has had to have like? Right, like we're, about go, we're about to go off the rails again. <laughs> no. Because I'm going back I'm going back to ATL. Like, He's so what, it's connections. Yeah. What happened to Big Boy? I mean, did mm-hmm. he go to jail? I mean, he shot a whole kid. He he shot a he shot a like a 14-year-old. Like that little boy's like 14. <laughs> did anything happen to him? No, I think because of course, you know, no snitching, so they ain't gonna tell that he got they just gonna say he probably got shot. Okay. No, nah, right. Big Boy didn't go to jail. All right, back to loving basketball. Okay, okay. Okay, so we just wanted to just establish that he never went to jail for that. Yeah. So okay, after shooting a child. Yeah, and if we go into to, to, to today's terms mm-hmm. and um, loving basketball, mm-hmm. um, Tyra Banks wouldn't have went away that easily. Mm-hmm. She would have. There would have been some type of Instagram story, um, TMZ, mm-hmm. something about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have just went away that quietly. Mm-mm. And that's the part we missed. Like, there's a gap in time where he had to actually get rid of this woman. And she was engaged to an NBA player. She won't go on away. She won't go on away. Because when they went like a week away? Two weeks Two away. Two weeks away. That means no, um, you don't get your deposits back. Them deposits are in. You got to lock in. You locked in a month ahead. So, question, <laughs> question for you. How the cake you, was made. We, we back in... Um, May 1st, 2010, mm-hmm. and one of my exes come up and tell me that how, how would... That we want to get back together. How would, we how try would me out. have reacted to that? It won't going to be me that you had a problem with. It would have been the family because the family paid for it. So for the, the bulk of it, I mean, we, we put some money in, we were broke though. So your family too, my family and your family, like your sisters would not have had you just go and leave this poor girl over here for your quote unquote best friend girlfriend, you can go and try it out with her after we just planned the whole wedding. <laughs> so it won't gonna be me. I would have been the least of your problems. It would have been my family and your family coming is, after is you. Is that romantic? 
No, not at all. And, and the flips and the flip side of that isn't uh-huh. that what um, Dwayne? I, I can't think of his name from Different World. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne and Wade. Whitley Whitley Gilbert. Didn't he do that at the wedding? Uh huh. He he baked. <laughs> yeah, and that's a classic Different World episode too because we loved it. We ate that thing up. What that man that? came walking down the aisle. Was like, please, baby, please, no, you know, I need to be with you. She was marrying the senator, and she was like. I do. And going back down the aisle towards him, leaving, leaving the senator at the at the wedding. Yeah, he, he was on the stand. They were getting married. Yeah, that's And then he carried her and the rest of them went out. Yeah. So the moral of the story today is. What's the moral? Don't propose to nobody at nobody's wedding. <laughs> right. Don't profess your love for the person, for one of the pers- people that are getting, getting married. married. <laughs> They're getting married. Whether or not they are at the, at the wedding, they were basically at their wedding. Like two weeks away is at the wedding. And if the girl that you like happens to be rich suck that shit up g <laughs> and get what you can get hey have her hey buy buy whatever i want i got these jordans i'm like can you get these jordans for me and yeah she, she would have been a real cute sugar she mama she could have bought him all types of easels and she would have bought paint, him a job paint, like paint toys you want to you want to write draw comics oh i got you i can i can get that let me call my dad right quick he knows somebody all right now i'm just saying are, are, yeah are we good on the I think we could with Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball is a lot simpler. Just the best man had several different characters. But yeah, Quincy McCall is just, ugh. I need to find a list of like the worst black movie, like male leads, because he's at the top. He's at the top three. What's your favorite quote from the movie? From Love and Basketball? Yes, ma'am. I don't think I ever thought about a favorite quote from Love and Basketball. What? But what's yours? Because it seems like you have one, love. Always. It's... it's it's a it's a life saying. Uh-huh. We 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 have enough to keep your fine ass and Gucci and gold. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Courtesy of Zeke McCall. Zeke McCall, and he kept her ass in Gucci and gold too until he got caught. She had that <laughs> that private invest that PI followed him and got them pictures, and then he had the fraternity suit later. So Zeke McCall <laughs> got a little. Oh, she just got a baby. <laughs> But that was that's I mean, but the trauma in that the real trauma in that is that we often carry the traumas. We we often carry the mistakes of our parents. We carry them. It's passed down, right? And so for him, he just sucked it up and held onto it in like a fur, a wet fur coat and wore his dad's mistake. And he never got help for it. Yeah, and and he, so he brought he brought toxicness to yeah, it because he, yeah, he, he got did. mad because he wanted Monica to get in trouble as well. She, he, he wanted her to get in trouble by staying. Mm, yeah. And just let me be let me be like my dad. Yeah, yeah, you need to just be here. So rather than understanding what she had going on. Yeah, that she that, had to make her that, that, that pissed him off. Yeah, he, and that's when he went left. Yeah, because he wanted her to just be there and have him talk all night. I said, she was like, I'm going to call you when I get back to my dorm room. But he wasn't about her success at that moment. He was about, A, I am sad. Yeah. Destruction. I am toxic right now. This is what I want. Okay. And it was destruction through the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Even with a little baby girl. Good Lord. Of course, they would have a girl. So yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. And you and your connections. Let's do let's do one more. Unless you have another one. What we got? Um, one more, one more. Going back to two thousand and seven. Okay, um, that's our era, man. 
This one is called um, I Think I Love My Wife. Yeah. Um, starring Chris Rock, Gina Torres, Torres Carrie Washington, yes. Michael K. Williams, and Steve Buscemi. Yes. Oh, my uh, God. I forgot he in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nucky. So the, the okay. main characters was um, Chris Rock, who was, the na- had, was going by the name of Richard, and his mm-hmm. wife, Brenda, who mm-hmm. was Gina Torres. Okay. Tell the people about I Think I Love My Wife because I don't think a lot of people, people slept on this movie. So it's one of our personal favorites. So what's the synopsis of it? It's about boredom and marriage because they had everything going perfectly for them Mm -hmm. except for excitement in their marriage marriage. Uh Uh, because he was like a successful investment banker and she was a... Teacher. Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? I was looking like, wait, what? She's a what? A stripper? What? <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Yeah, yes. she's like a, a elementary school teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this, okay. one, this one speaks it's, more so it's very close. to the Peyton household. <laughs> it's very close. It's, it's, it's super close. It's, it's like us on screen. Okay. And they had, they had two, two beautiful little babies and kids. a boy and a girl. Of course, they're, you know, little baby boy and big girl, but. And basically, they, um, I, I, I don't know who to blame. Is it, was it the wife? Well, what was their, their main problem was. They weren't having sex. They weren't having sex. And he, it, repeatedly in the movie, it comes from Chris Rock and Richard's point of view was, I don't know why we're not doing it. Like it wasn't ever spoken of as to what was going on between them that and they this, just stopped and this, having and sex. And this was before Instagram. And so and and you're, you're going out into a world of women. of women, world of women. And then one woman, particularly Carrie Washington, who was fine as hell in this movie, like for real. Nikki True. Yeah, her name is Nikki True, mm-hmm. which is fabulous, like whole name. She comes strolling in and is literally walking, talking sex. And so her job in that moment is to help him either cheat on his wife, you know, because that was her role or for him to help him realize what he has and he's going to try to fix it. So her role was to was was a reality check. She was actually a user. She was using it. Oh, well, yeah, she's a big time. But they don't matter what packaging it comes in. Just she had a role. Mm -hmm. She her role was to give him she was walking talking reality she gave attention yeah and And she gave him all the attention that he wasn't getting at home and that's the devil's playground yeah attention when when you're when you're not getting when you're not getting from from somewhere and someone gives you attention you're naturally going to draw more more towards that Mm -hmm. and he did he started making dumb mistakes like dumb she had one night she was like hey you're gonna come to the club with me he a 40 year old 45 year old man and she and she's like 27 28 basically like she 29 was the same age. they were the same well, age, they the same age? Mm-hmm. Mm. this nigga <laughs> this Cuss guy he goes out he literally le- he she was like start a fight so he starts a fight with his wife so that he can leave right about mm-hmm. chicken mm-hmm. <laughs> that they always eat chicken and the wife is like what the heck is going on and he literally goes to the club at you know, it stays out until like one or two in the morning chasing after this young acting woman. So if Quincy McCall was a fuck boy, she was a fuck girl. That's perfect. Yep. But yeah, because I was getting ready to say, but she, she was, she yeah, was they a, were both unapologetic. She was a party she girl. She got whatever she, she wanted. She lived loosely. 
Yeah, she did. She did. And so that's that's a really good like connection. Um, I mean, I loved her in that movie, though, because she was rocking that. Like, she was exactly what a man would want in that situation. And so what they had to explore was they had to go through all of this. The wife had, Brenda had to figure out, hey, something is going on. I need to figure it out. And she was digging. And I think she kind of had the idea that he was up to something, but she never quite. She never, fi- she, never figured it she, she out. She never figured it yeah, out. Yeah, she didn't figure it out. But yeah, he, he had to come. He had to be it. <clears throat> he had yep. to come to the realization that it wasn't worth losing everything because he was on probation. Yeah, she put him in a doghouse. Of losing his job. Yep, from this chick. Yeah, because she kept coming to the job, which is, oh, my God. And everybody he worked with was like, what the hell is he doing right now with this chick at 9 in the morning who's not his wife? Everybody knew his wife. So he came to that. So she was messing with his money. She was messing with his marriage. She was messing with his physical, like... His sleep because she was having mm-hmm. him come out and, and do stuff. And he was addicted to her attention. He was addicted to her attention. Yeah. So and it's a, it's very like real, you know, issue is is about intimacy and sex in a relationship because we, we've been talking a lot about that is is we you don't really you look up and it's there. You don't really see it happening as it's happening. You just look up and it's like, oh, we're in a problem. Where did this problem come from? And how did we get here? And so they had to, you know, by the end of the movie, they had to, I guess, figure out why. <laughs> you know, we don't really see that work that they had to do later, but they had to figure out why he wasn't having sex with his wife. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that happens and, you know, just kind of up and down. It's just a peak in the valley. So, but we like it because we see ourselves. Like it's the, one of the more, um, realistic movies to us because they're like real people and Richard won't like fine you know it's Chris Rock so hey, Chris Rock just called me ugly no no <laughs> let me finish no I mean like it's not idealic like it's not like he's you know this really fine man Johnny's and his wife not really fine and <laughs> I need you to, I'm gonna push you away okay, from me go ahead no baby I mean in terms of realism they didn't use some really beautiful actor and some really beautiful wife like his wife was just a she was pretty but she wasn't like you know like 90s Holly Berry beautiful like she wasn't Whatever. over the top Gina Torres looks better than Holly Berry Gina Torres is fine okay well Gina she is very very pretty and Carrie Washington the movie was yeah like I would have tried to get him Kerry Washington and I'm straight. So yeah. She worked there. Even her like clothes and stuff what she wore. So you say. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. So that that's a really good one to look at. If we had like group all these together and say in terms of like realism and the opportunity for um looking at whether or not people's traumas like interfere or interrupt their happiness, we probably have why well, I think I um I think I love my wife. As like on the end where it's likely that they were able to work it out. And um, ATL is probably on the back. <laughs> and then we have like Love and Basketball, like probably second to last. And well, maybe we'll switch them around a little bit. Little love and Basketball at the bottom, maybe. Um, yeah. Best man probably next to the top, I guess. Because they probably worked it out. Well, we saw the second movie, so they worked it out. But I think I Love My Wife is a really good one. And I think that one helps us have our movies that we have today that is a lot more realistic and a lot less drama, drama, conflict, conflict. It's more like, do they love each other? What are they going to do to try to make it work? Because you see that now in like 
the newer movies that are out, like the photograph. I've seen the photograph, but it compared to like what we're used to, it's boring. But they had to figure out if they loved each other enough to make it work long distance. And that's a real issue. So instead of it being he got a baby mama, she trying to kill the girlfriend and the baby ain't his. Like it's such unnecessary drama in some of our movies. And it's like, why do we do that? And we'd be like, oh, that's a good movie. I don't know, girl. So in, in essence, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is my this is my prediction for what happened. Okay. And I think I love my wife. Yes. Um if they if it didn't get better, he probably started cheating probably around twenty eleven. That's when <laughs> from like, two thousand seven. That's when like all the apps and stuff kicked in, and then he was making money. He was making big money. She, she would have never knew. She probably didn't care. Mm-hmm. Because she said it was that he was watching Asian porn, so she know he had Asian porn on his phone. So it's not like she was. You know, he she wouldn't have ever found out about his his secret Instagram stuff. Yeah, so technology probably ruined them. Oh man, yeah. I like to think that they probably went to therapy. They were in, they were in therapy already. Oh, the, well, the therapist was. They changed single. the therapy. Yeah, they needed a new. They changed their therapy. I like to think they changed their therapist their and therapist get a real was, therapist. Was, was single. Yeah, and she was like blaming him, tagging ass. <laughs> yes. Tagging ass. Sorry, y'all got to watch it to see the, the you know, you got to get the quote. That's what he wanted was tagging ass. It sound like my husband's. He wants tagging ass, so. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good one. We, I want to watch the movie now. You got to go and pop it up and see mm-hmm. if it comes up. So. Do we have any other movies that reflect us like that? I think that's, we saw that movie. I think it was like a random night. Didn't we click on it like randomly? Mm-hmm. And you was like, you, you got to watch this, this movie. I think because I think you previewed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And ever since 2007, we've been watching this movie and we break it down every single time we watch it. Like, oh man, can you imagine? What do we need to do to not become that? You know, and still, <laughs> <laughs> still we go, you know, 17 years and a couple of days here later, we just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and work on it. So, yeah, <laughs> if y'all have listened to our past episodes, y'all know we're working on some stuff. So, and that's, you know, the transparency of our, our podcast is, is it is what it is. So we're working on trying to prevent that as well. So, again, yeah. the moral of the story. <laughs> Break it down. The moral What's the moral? of the story is. Don't propose to anybody at their wedding. At the wedding, right. Don't creep in and profess your love to someone at, at their, their wedding. wedding. Even if it's two weeks out, it's still at the wedding. Gotcha. It's okay for who Three. you're to be with to be rich. Mm-hmm. And number four, mm-hmm. tagging ass. <laughs> That's what you need to have on, girl. That's what you got to get. Just, Just get that to him. That's what he wants. Yep. Those are some really good, baby. We need a billboard. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So, thank you guys for listening to our episode. This is this was fun. We're gonna have to do a part two, dude, because we got some more movies we could literally break down, uh, and just you know, lightly skimming the surface. We don't want anyone coming back with some some deep discussions about things again because we are not um, we're not doctors of this. We're not psychologists. We're just giving out some information, and we wanted this week to be fun about movies because we hadn't talked about, you know, some of the movies that we love. So if you have never seen any of them, um, Love and Basketball, ATL, I Think I Love My Wife, and The Best Man, please definitely go and check them out, even if they have, 
you know, African-American leads. They're still very universal stories um, for my reader, readers. Why do I say that? My listeners who are not African-American, it's quite all right for you to see the movies. I promise you they don't, you know, it's not offensive. So, um, so yeah, find us on our social media platforms. We are up on all um, platforms except TikTok. And I think we may eventually do a TikTok. I don't know how we, we have will. a TikTok. We do have a TikTok. I knew we were having something come up. Okay. And all of them are paid in full pod. Is that correct, sir? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And even Facebook meta, you know, it's, it's the paid in full podcast. Um, and also our Gmail. If you would like to send us some correspondence, we would love to hear back from our listeners. Um, that's paidinfullpod at gmail.com, P-A-D-E-N-F-U-L-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. So what do we have in terms of a closing here? You don't have one? Um, I have a little one. Do you have something you're looking at over there? Tag and ass. <laughs> Uh, if trauma can be passed down through generations, so can joy. So let's start passing down more joy to our children. And that way they don't have to, to try to look at TV to see exactly what's real and what's not and have better relationships than ours are. So I think the keys to a healthy relationship are Gucci and gold tagging ass. There you go. That, that's it. And, to, and, and strangely, very, very, very true. So we'll get into that next time. So, yeah. Thank you and, all for listening. And don't, don't let your uncle take control of your house. You always let him know it's your daddy house. <laughs> it's my daddy house. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening, y'all. Please take care of each other and be good. Peace. I might check one two. I might check one two one two. Yeah, yeah. I might check one two. I might check one two one two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might check one two. Got it going on. Got it going on. Hey, love, so nice to finally meet you up front. Yeah, I'm a creature of habit forming, borderline boring, some silent worry, a little bit of snoring, but that's the bad part, I wanna hear you start, get to know your heart, oh, I like your scar, you know the spell, man, sorta like hell, man, close by more house.